，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Offson 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。Taiwan's top trade negotiator John Dunn says upcoming trade talks between Taiwan and the U.S. will explore ways to offset China's plans to coerce Taiwan economically. The first round of talks will take place in September, with both countries expected to discuss ways to strengthen bilateral trade. Stronger economic relations could also come from the recently passed Chips Act, which offers generous subsidies to semiconductor companies in the U.S. Some Taiwanese companies that could benefit from the plan include chipmaking giant TSMC. Following the landmark Taiwan visit by U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi earlier this month, trade and economic relations between Taiwan and the U.S. could soon take a step forward. The two countries have launched the Taiwan-U.S. initiative on 21st-century trade, with the first round of talks scheduled to be held in Taipei in September. The two sides will discuss how to strengthen their economic and trade relations. It is China who is carrying out economic coercion. It's not just aimed at the U.S., but also at Taiwan and many other countries. China's economically coercive actions will be incorporated as an item we will discuss with the U.S. This photo of TSMC founder Morris Chung posing with Pelosi could foreshadow future Taiwan-U.S. cooperation. The U.S. Congress recently passed the Chips Act. In hopes of countering China's rise in the semiconductor sector, the 52 billion U.S. dollar act offers subsidies to chip makers in the U.S. and places a 10-year ban on participating companies from building fabs in China that produce 28 nanometer chips or that use more advanced processes. Taiwanese media reports say TSMC is planning to build a 3 nanometer fab in the U.S., which could entitle it to the subsidies. If all goes ahead, the move could put further economic pressure on China and other countries. And once in Taiwan, Taiwan is going to invest 25 billion dollars in semiconductor in Texas and Arizona. We are doing 52.、Uh, other countries will see the opportunity. Again, the trained workforce and the rest. I think the U.S. is our most important market for products. We also cooperate with the U.S. over technology. Of course, it's really big news when a new fab is going to be created, but this shouldn't be a topic for discussion in this framework. Economics Minister Wang Meihua was asked whether the semiconductor industry would be included in the upcoming trade talks. She expressed reservations, stressing that Taiwan would participate in the so-called Chip Four meeting led by the U.S. She added that Taiwan would cooperate with other countries to ensure the effective supply of critical chips. Eating fruit is a simple pleasure at the height of summer, but even fruit is not safe from the dangers of the heat. Moldy foods are quite a hazard at this time of the year. We spoke to some doctors to find out how to approach food that's past its best. People choose fruit from a market stall to take home and enjoy. A few blemishes aren't necessarily the end of the world, but what if it's starting to mold? 
This toxicologist says that's a red line. The microbes in the mold or the toxins that they release could find a way to get into our body where they might accumulate and cause illnesses. Older people, children and pregnant women or those with reduced immune function are especially vulnerable. Doctors advise them never to eat foods that are going off. Some people will just cut off the section that looks bad and eat the rest. This doctor advises against that. If the mold has infected the fruit, some parts will be obviously moldy and we can cut them off. But there are other parts which are also infected with microbes even though you can't see it. So they will still impact us. So with moldy fruit, I think I'd recommend you throw the whole piece away. Dr. Yan Donghai of Linko Changgung Memorial Hospital warns that there's increased risk of liver cancer if you eat moldy nuts or sweet corn. You buy a lot of nuts at the store, then if you can't eat them all at once, you must remember that you can't store them in a cupboard in your kitchen. It is warm and damp and they will get easily infected by molds. If you are infected with Aspergillus flavus, it can easily produce aflatoxins, which, as we all know, will affect our liver function in the long run and increase the risk of liver cancer. Doctors say the fridge is the place for storing fruit and it should be eaten as soon as possible. Food that was forgotten at the back of the fridge for months should definitely be abandoned or risk an upset stomach. In the future, you may be greeted by robots at the airport arrivals hall. On Thursday, a car rental company started piloting its first AI-powered reception robots named Little Fa and Little Me at Taoyuan International Airport. Travelers can follow the robots for chauffeur services and to access public transport and other public amenities. Let's hear from the car rental company. This is a post-pandemic innovation to welcome passengers. The one greeting arriving passengers is Little Fa. It is very competent in reception work and providing information, and is most suited to servicing travelers at fixed points. You can touch the monitor and select a language. There are four languages currently, Mandarin, English, Japanese and Korean. In the future, there will be ten. The one ushering travelers to cars is Little Me. After two years of COVID, the car rental industry is ready to bounce back with technological innovations. This rental company says the AI-powered robots can greet passengers and calculate the best route to destinations while communicating with clients in their own language. The robots also help minimize physical contact between people in the post-pandemic world. Ilan has seen the driest July in 15 years, with just 11 millimeters of rain falling in the county over the course of the month. This has resulted in a shortage of spring water, which is crucial for operations at Qingshui Geothermal Park. With no cold spring water to mix with the 80-degree hot springs, operators say that they will have to suspend operations starting next Tuesday. Already, many large pools and individual baths have had to close down. The weather is perfect for a trip to Ilan's Qingshui Geothermal Park, where visitors abound. But amid a local water shortage, many hot spring facilities have had to shut down. Some visitors only found out about the shortage after arriving. 
I only found out after getting here. I'll just try boiling something in the thermal water. They are out of cold water, but it's still quite fun. You can boil things in the hot springs. And the weather isn't too hot today. Taking a dip in the hot springs is out of the question, but small pools are still open for foot baths. There's also high temperature areas to cook corn and eggs in the thermal waters, so visitors say the trip is still fun. Ilan saw just 11 millimeters of rain in July. Now, riverbeds are dry, and only 10% of the 200-ton reserve at the geothermal park remains. With no cold water to bring down the temperature of the natural hot springs, which can reach 80 degrees, operators say they are shutting down business starting August 23rd. Our main source of water is spring water from the mountains. It hasn't rained much, so there isn't enough spring water. Now we're using just enough water to keep the park running. Incense sticks in hand, they pray for rain. It's not part of the usual rites carried out during Ghost Month, but operators hope the water shortage can end soon to get business back up and running. President Tsai Ing-wen was among several officials attending day one of the Taipei Tourism Expo, and she came bearing good news for the travel sector. Tsai said she had instructed the executive yuan to draw up a timeline for reopening Taiwan to international tourism. This is what she said. I have asked the executive yuan to decide on a timeline for reopening Taiwan's borders in a COVID-safe way that helps the local economy. They will also draw up the relevant measures to prepare for the return of tourists from abroad. For example, we can first remove the one person per room requirement of the 3 plus 4 quarantine model. We also have to take into account capacity at quarantine hotels and whether we can raise the cap on weekly arrivals. After that, we can consider lifting restrictions on entries and exits. We can also think about implementing a 0 plus 7 quarantine model. All this will require some time. The Tourism Bureau released a set of draft guidelines Monday for resuming tour group travel in and out of Taiwan. According to the guidelines, guides and tourists taking part in tour groups would be required to have received at least three COVID vaccine shots. Outgoing tour groups would have to leave and return to Taiwan together and their staff would have to undergo special COVID training. The draft guidelines have been submitted to the CECC for approval. The Taipei Tourism Expo is back and stronger than ever, with locals itching to travel after more than two years of COVID restrictions. At the expo site, hoteliers, travel agents and airlines are offering discounts for anyone ready to take a trip. Some are offering two-day itineraries abroad for as little as 10,000 NT and even hotel stays for free. It's just past 10 a.m., but the venue is already packed. 
The four-day Taipei Tourism Exposition opened its doors on Friday. Amid the gradual easing of border restrictions, people say they can't wait to travel abroad. Of course I'm itching to go. We used to go abroad several times a year. And my daughter is in France and hasn't come back in three years. She can't come, so we'd like to go visit her. The expo is full of travel agencies, airlines and food and drink enterprises. After almost three years of COVID and amid high vaccine coverage, operators have launched many offers. For example, Cola Tour is offering a two-day travel package in Singapore for as low as 10,000 NT. Add a second traveler to EasyFly's five-day itinerary in Seoul for a discount of 5,000 NT. Bamboo Airlines, which is participating for the first time in the expo, offers a discount of 10,000 NT when two people book flights to Vietnam. Operators say the recent reports of human trafficking in Southeast Asia have not really impacted interest in travel to the area. We're only offering itineraries to Da Nang, so it's okay. But I have heard that inquiries are somewhat lower for operators offering trips to Angkor Wat. There is still a ban on group tours outside Taiwan. The number of inquiries we've received is about 60% higher than before. Meanwhile, hoteliers in Taiwan are riding a wave of bookings, in part fueled by government subsidy programs. In addition, Grand Hyatt Taipei has launched a buy eight, get one free offer on coupons to use at its hotel for savings of up to 7,267 NT. Just Sleep Hotels is an offer that lets you stay for free in combination with government subsidies. Over in the virtual exposition, Elite Hotel is offering discounts as high as 26% off for meal packages at its restaurants. Be it with travels abroad or staycations, Taiwan's tourism sector is serious about making up its losses from COVID. Volunteers in Jilong recently conducted a giant cleanup operation to clear a garbage dump from the ocean. Coral reefs around Bisha fishing port were covered in mountains of plastic waste and other garbage. It took a hundred divers four days to make a dent in the waste. Film director Mai Juanming was part of the project and said he had never seen Taiwan's ocean in such a degraded state. Divers head beneath the waves into a coral reef. The main site is a forest of plastic pollution. Fish nets and plastic foam wrapping paper. A garbage dump has covered the ocean floor. The murky water looks like a green dust storm. A shoal of bright blue fish goes by, but they seem lost in the garbage. How can they find their old homes or any livable habitat in this plastic bottle graveyard? We should get everyone together as soon as possible to clear this stuff away. It hurts my heart a bit. I'm a bit sad because it's a bit absurd to see all this stuff. There's even the door. These volunteers are shocked to see the garbage dump with their own eyes. There's even the door of an old toilet lying down here. A team of strong men worked together to get the door onto a boat and back to shore. This is Bisha Fishing Port in Jilong. Almost 100 volunteers spent four days working on this ocean cleanup. Together, they cleared 1.5 tons of garbage. 
Among the volunteers was film director Mai Zhiming, well known for creating the mountain hiking show made in Taiwan. He's filmed many beautiful scenes of Taiwanese landscapes, but he's never seen Taiwan's ocean looking as devastated as this. I was profoundly shocked. I have to say I was quite sad too, because it's so hard to imagine that there could be so much garbage on our seafloor. The first thing we must do is start from the source, which means we must reduce our use of plastic and use fewer disposable plastics. It's all really damaging to ocean ecology. The plastic bottles, the door, all of it, especially for the coral. There are EPA workers who will clean up garbage on the street, but the ocean relies on our diving volunteers. They're doing all they possibly can to get this ocean waste up and cleared away. In our daily lives, we produce so much waste that we toss away with no thought. But it has to go somewhere, and often it's right here on a coral reef. Ocean experts say that if we love the ocean, we must take action to cherish it. A shipment of more than 1.27 million doses of Pfizer's COVID vaccines for young children arrived in Taiwan on Wednesday morning. The shots will be inspected for seven days and could roll out as early as August 27, just in time for the new school year. With the BA5 Omicron subvariant in the community and the new semester just around the corner, the CECC says it expects the daily COVID tally to grow in coming weeks. For now, the current school and class closure rules will remain in place. That is, individual class will be called off for three days whenever one student is confirmed to have COVID. Reports say the CECC should be planning to switch to a different protocol a few weeks after the start of a school term. Criticism is mounting over the virtual attendance of KMT official Lin Zhujia at a China-organized forum on Thursday. Critics say that Lin's participation in the event went against the KMT's promise that the members of a delegation to China would not engage in discussions about politics. In his defense, Lin says he received the invitation to the forum back in July and that his speech was completely unrelated to the delegation's itinerary. In the video, Liu Jiei said that the timing and the power of reunification keep getting stronger. KMT Mainland Affairs Department head Lin Zhujia is part of a KMT delegation to China led by KMT Vice Chair Andrew Xia. Though still in quarantine in China, Lin on Thursday took part in a China-organized seminar on cross-strait relations. During his address, Lin Zhujia said the KMT would continue promoting exchanges and collaboration between the two sides of the strait on the basis of upholding the 1992 consensus and opposing Taiwan independence. CCTV reported the contents of Lin's address, which critics point out share many similarities with the rhetoric of China's Taiwan Affairs Office. According to the forum's agenda, Lin was in attendance in his capacity as special consultant to the leader of the KMT. Critics say his attendance at the forum goes against assurances from Shah that the members of his delegation would not meet high-level officials or engage in discussions on political topics during their China visit. This was an academic conference. I received the invitation in July. It is completely unrelated to the itinerary of our visits. I have told the CCP not to intimidate Taiwan. 
at an appropriate time, when the time is right, we can talk about what we have to say. We thought this was done in coordination with China's military exercises, and now the cat is out of the bag. He not only parroted China's position, but also violated the KMT's promises to Taiwan's public that they would not discuss politics. Of course, the meeting via video conference was just the beginning. Over the past two days, reports have surfaced that the delegation may actually meet Liu Jiayi in person in Shanghai. DPP lawmaker Luo Zhejiang claims that Lin's virtual attendance at the forum had been carefully arranged. The lawmaker says Xia could be planning to meet Liu of China's Taiwan Affairs Office. If he can't make use of this opportunity to directly express his position of support for Taiwan's national sovereignty, then it's very clear what he went there for. Taiwan is watching closely as the KMT delegation led by Xia visits China at a time of heightened cross-strait tensions. Missile tests were conducted at Pingdong's Zhoupong and Taidong's Chenggong bases Thursday by the developer of the missiles, the National Zhongshan Institute of Science and Technology. The unlimited altitude tests have given rise to reports that the institute could have been testing Xiongshan cruise missile systems. A media commentator says that that was indeed the case. Let's hear from him. The tests were initially going to start on August the 8th on Father's Day and go on for a month. But on August 4th, China carried out its own missile tests and exercises, with more than 100 aircraft and more than 10 military vessels crossing the median line on the Taiwan Strait. So in order not to raise tensions further, it was decided that the missile test would be postponed to yesterday. The surface-to-surface Xiongsheng missile has doubled the range of the Skybo-3. It can reach Beijing. This round of tests will feature the Xiongsheng. In related news, Taiwan's military has released a new video showing Taiwan's armed forces responding to China's drills near Taiwan earlier this month. The images show the close proximity between Taiwan's military vessels and the POAs Anyang and Xuchang frigates. Earlier this week, President Tsai Ing-wen visited Taiwan's Naval Fleet Command to thank soldiers for their hard work in keeping Taiwan safe at a time of heightened cross-strait tensions.